0: Oh, I see. You think uh, religion is for suckers and easy marks and eh? mollycoddles, huh? You think Jesus was some kind of a sissy, eh? Jesus had guts!
1: You're listening to History Makers, and today we're speaking with Darren Lewis from Fathering Adventures. Now, mate, I remember we chatted to you a while back about these fathering adventures, and it is just a brilliant idea, uh, taking fathers and sons away and dads and daughters away for adventures. We're going to get to that a little bit later in the show, but w- we wanted to just find out a bit about who is the man. What is the, the, the man behind the fathering adventures? Uh, so tell us a bit about your upbringing. What was your father like, and, and how did it influence what you do now as a, as a, you know, the guy that, for, that does fathering adventures? Oh,
0: yeah, absolutely. The, um, well, you're right. I mean, ultimately, uh, a huge part of of why uh, of, of how Fathering Adventures came to be was really based around my dad and my relationship with him. Um, my I didn't really have a relationship with my dad. Um, he was present. He was in the home. He he pr- pr- you know, provided financially for us. He protected us. He had a roof over our heads, and and so he was kind of there, uh, but he wasn't. Um, my dad was a good man, uh, and I guess I want that to be known, uh, but he um, he's since passed away. He, he died quite young, um, at the age of 53, just, just short of 54th birthday, uh, from alcoholism because he was an alcoholic, and, uh, and he was a workaholic, so basically he was out all day, and then he came home, and he would just write himself off. Uh, every night really and, and so as a result whilst he was there present physically he, he was absent in every other way and that, that really um, obviously affects a person as, as Solomon says in Proverbs you know he, say, he says that the glory of children are their fathers and, and just the, the weightiness and, and the, uh, uh, the majesty that a father is meant to uh, is, it does have for good or for bad in regards to his child is just immense um, so yeah my, my father was a big part of that growing up i mean i didn't have I didn't know what it meant to be a man I didn't know really what it meant to be a good husband or a good father I, I knew I wanted those things but I had no idea on how to actually achieve it and how to live that
1: and I think it's, um you know, such a great ministry you have, like, you know, a mutual friend of ours, Warwick Marsh from the Fatherhood Foundation, uh, he's been up recommending that we chat to you for a long time because he, he just knows that uh, if we have good fathers in this nation, um, it can turn the nation around. Um, like I see a quote on your website there, um, you know what we have done for ourselves alone dies with us, but what we've done for others and the world remains and is immortal, mm-hmm. and you know by Al- Albert Pike. And it's so important that as fathers uh, we uh, leave a legacy uh, in the next generation. Uh, and is that something that's behind the heart of your fathering uh, adventures that you you'd want to train godly men to pass the baton to the next generation to raise up uh, the next generation with, with a godly legacy?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And- and, and and I probably just would like to um, to just mention there too that that not just godly men, <laughs> yeah. we actually we actually have uh, probably about sixty to seventy, around about sixty five percent of our dads. Are 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 Christian men, Um, but there's probably you know anywhere between thirty and forty percent of our dads who come who who are unchurched, and um, and I just love that component of as well. So I just sort of throw that in, and because ultimately what we do want is we want to lead them to that place, and Mm -hmm. and what better place? I mean, these are a lot of men who do come who are unchurched. Probably wouldn't walk into a church, and so it's just so wonderful for me to actually sit back and watch these dads interact with one another. And they, they, we're very, we very much um, share our faith, and we very much uh, permit and, and encourage the other dads to do so also. Um, and and lead their sons into that, and their daughters into into a, a life of faith. So so they they're really getting to to uh, to really mix with those people and see that they're not strange. That they don't have two heads. They're not weirdos. Yeah. So so uh, what was the question
1: again? <laughs> well, I actually just wanted to just take in a different direction for a moment. So these fathering adventures, for those who don't know what they're all about, um, what do you do when you when you head out on these trips? Well, it
0: really depends on on the. On a particular age of, uh, of the child. So we have, uh, weekend adventures, which is for ages 7 to 13 boys and girls at the moment. Um, and, uh, that, that's, that's really as, it, as it says is really just weekends. Um, so we do outdoor, all our adventures have, have, um, a blend of outdoor adventures, um, in groups and also, uh, Specific, intentional one-on-one time together as well, um, with a whole bunch of stuff sort of mixed in there. If, of course, the, depending on where we are, the adventures vary. Um, you know, we have—I I typically don't like to share the fact that we have moments um, that we build to um, that are really pivotal and, and moments that that uh, are always on the feedback forms, and both the fathers and the sons and the daughters who are just that um, they. they, they they record those on their feedback forms. they just say this particular moment on the Saturday evening was uh, was just a highlight for me it's just a, it, it's something that really builds over the course of the weekend there's this amazing crescendo that takes place on the Saturday evening and then uh, and then there's really a preparation for the dads uh, in regards to the years that come those teenage years and then of course we have our five night father son adventures and they're, they're massive they're huge they're, we do amazing outdoor adventures and they're full day they're professionally guided um so that's that's sort of through the day, and then in the evening, we basically. at the moment, we're only doing father-son ones. We do have an, a view to offer father-daughter ones for those older groups as well, but ages thirteen and up. Um, the evening presentation is really based around um, uh, manhood and what that looks like. What does it mean to be a real man, and how do how do you become one? And and what are the marks of 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 that? How do you know that you are one? Um, and and just for fathers and sons to be able to journey together in that and both receive a vision for that and be able to live that out together, calling one another up to that. Uh, and yeah like you said Matt just the the legacy that that leaves is just incredible.
1: There's something too Darren hey about
0: the great outdoors and uh just sharing memorable moments of of bonding. You know I've read some of the testimonials from different people who've gone on your adventures and just reading about uh you know particular moments you know on that sea kayak halfway across to Dunk Island uh or at the top of that mountain you know we we challenged and we conquered together and uh just that relationship building uh memory making time is is just so special in god 's nature yeah absolutely absolutely that's right Romans one talks about you know the his invisible qualities you know we're without excuse we, we, we he's, he's there with us and and uh you know two are better than one of course three strands are not quickly broken, not easily broken and mm-hmm. and it's just you know you see that you see these these once again moments scattered throughout the the course of our weekends or our weeks. Um, where where fathers and sons, you know, Malachi four six, the very last thing that God is about to say to uh to his people for four hundred and thirty years and he chooses to speak about the hearts of fathers being turned to their children yeah. and the hearts of children being turned to their to, to their fathers. And and that's what we see. We get to witness that first hand. Dad's these incredible experiences and really when you think about it, that's what they're going to take with them away and this, this rock solid relationship. They're going to take that with them. They're going to remember that for the, for the rest of their lives and, uh, you know, you're never going to have a dad sort of who, who uh, you know, really wondering. And I think well, I've read so many articles about people and, and of course Dr. Bruce Robinson, you know, a fellow Australian, uh, with his book, you know, talks about men on their deathbeds and, and what they regret, mm-hmm. the regrets that they carry. And it's really always right at the top there is being, you know, wish I'd spent more time with the family. Mm. And I can, you know, I just, I'm looking forward to um, the time when, when I meet my end and when, when I, when I know others who I've walked with to meet their end, they're not going to have it. I'm not going to have regrets in regards to that because I I poured it all out, you know, into my children. Ultimately, you know, it's not, it's not the things that Moss and, and Rust destroy that that we really are leaving behind. That's not our greatest legacy. Our children really are. The us us sowing and blessing into uh, and investing into the uh the next generation and the generations that follow. We're really setting them up them up for success. Father absence is, is really destroying our nation. You know, turn on the six PM news and you really see it. You see all of the devastating effects of, of fatherlessness, you know. Um, alcohol and, and drug use and abuse and, and um just, you know, juvenile crime. I mean, just the, the amount of cars that have been stolen and, and, you know, all of these bikey wars, mm-hmm. you know, these, these guys are, are, are men still they're, they're boys in men's bodies mm. they're, they're unfathered they're uninitiated and our society is paying the price for it and that's that's why what really what, what we're trying to do is we're not just providing a wonderful experience we're actually trying to, to turn this around so it's going to be a, it's a difficult task but ultimately men need a vision you know we know that without a vision the people perish we know that and uh men need a vision on what it on what it you know what it means to be a man, and and they need to know that they are one, um, or else you know. And, and and we need to, as fathers, we need to be initiating them into that. We need to be training and instructing that. We need to be having ceremony and so forth. You know, all of that is such an important, integral part of a boy becoming a man. And of course, in the absence of dad, that's not happening. And the same can be said for for women too. Obviously, it's very different. But a daughter. Needs to know that she is precious, that she, she needs to have her identity and her feminine identity. Um, you know, blessed and, and just uh, released by dad. You know, it's, it's yeah. I mean, you see, once again, we see so many um, young women out there just trying to, they're craving this masculine attention and they're, they're craving that because they're not getting it home with dad.
1: Now, Darren, it's interesting. I heard recently, uh, you know, James Dobson talks about how fathers uh, can, uh, the, the view of your earthly father can taint your view of our heavenly father. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've heard it said that, you know, there's several types of fathers. There's the passive father, the abusive father, uh, the absent father, you know, the controlling father, and depending on the way our father treated us, uh, can uh, affect the way that we view our heavenly father. Um, Do you just want to speak into that? Do you you find that's the case as well?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Um,
1: You know, you, you, you just, you look at,
0: and it's not just us, it's not just in us in our generation, you know, I think, uh, was it Philip, um, you know, he'd say, you know, show me, show us the Father, Jesus. Jesus would be talking about the Father, and he'd say, show us the Father, just show us the Father, and, and that'll be right. And he'll kind of, and, and Jesus kind of says, well, you know, <laughs> how much longer must I be with you? You know, you see me, you see the Father, and, and, uh, so, so, you know, this, the Father Wound has been something that's, that's been quite immense right the way through all of history. And, um you do. Look, I, I, I you think about most, most people in church, men and women, to be honest with you, uh, they they can they can proudly call themselves Christians. They, they, they have a relationship with Jesus Christ. They know that they've been ransomed, that the price has been paid. Um, they 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 get that. They that's 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 a given. It's they, they embrace that. Um, you know, many many believe in in the Holy Spirit. They believe in the, the gifts and the, the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, but very, very few, when you start speaking about the Father, very, very few have have that intimacy that they're able to refer to him as, as Abba Father, you know, Daddy, to have this level of intimacy with their Heavenly Father. And that's the reason why, because there is a direct correlation. You know, if you've had an abusive uh, earthly dad, then of course, you're going to look to your Heavenly Father and, and he's out to hurt you. He's out to punish you. You know, there's these direct correlations that just break the the very heart of God. Um, ultimately, Jesus came to build that bridge so that we would have that relationship restored with our heavenly Father. But but and that's why that's why I guess working with with dads with these earthly dads is so critical, um, so that we can begin to shift that because. Oh, having men who just know the love and intimacy and would walk with Father God um, in in very profound ways, I mean, that will change our world. That is what um, Matthew says will advance the kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven here on the earth that's what's that's what's needed and uh baby steps but we we really do need to turn this around our, our earthly dads you know we know you know through Psalm 127 we know that that our children are a blessing from him a reward from him and we are his chose we are his chosen representatives as fathers and uh you know mothers mothers as well once again I please hear me mothers are critical and important as well but um, there really is there's been such a, a there's been such a disconnect, and I see it with all of the fathers who come on our adventures, there's been such a disconnect between them and their dads, mm. and, and that just, it's, it's, it just leaves a, a massive vacuum in their hearts. They have nothing more to give anyone else, and they certainly t- typically... And not have an intimacy
1: with God it's great to hear you've got such a great passion for fathering and um, the, the most important question I want to ask today was you, you um, uh, came to faith uh, at a young age and it's obviously informed what you do now it's it's you know changed your life mm-hmm. would you just share with our listeners how did you come to Christ and if they want to connect with God how would they do that
0: yeah sure look I uh, I really i was seeking i mean i was 24 25 years of age in a quarter of a century i used to refer to myself as and 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 i really uh, i i i kind of sensed god calling me to be honest with you uh but i wasn't going to go down to some church and sort of speak to a, a minister there and so to be honest with you i just prayed a really simple little prayer and i just said god if you're real you know i wish that i had a friend that would uh that i'd be able to ask questions of and uh, lo and behold he answered that prayer and a man comes into my life uh paul ryan who uh, led me to christ and led my wife to christ on the same evening and uh, he believed in me he fathered me in so many ways he may only be four or five years older than me but he fathered me in so many ways he became a mentor of mine unofficially i would look at him and see how he um how he uh, related to his wife and how he uh, related to his children, and I would just, in his words, eat the chicken and spit out the bones. Um, it was just really important for for me to have that, and um, yeah. So so just it, it it changed my life. I mean, I I when I gave my heart to Christ, um, I had an incredible experience, and I've since come to learn that uh, you know after leading quite a number of people through to Christ uh, myself, um, that that's not the norm. But I was so broken. I was so Unhealed, so unwhole, and I needed deep healing, and so uh so I guess God touched me in such a powerful way, um and quite literally transformed me overnight. There was still much much work, and still is much work to be done in my heart, but um but boy, it was just an incredible experience where his love uh for me just became so incredibly um, Evidence, you know, he quite literally, I mean, I had a vision where I was kneeling before the cross. Now, I I did not grow up in a church time. I was kneeling before the cross. I looked up and I saw that Jesus was dead. And, uh, but then he lifted up his head. He looked straight at me. His eyes pierced my heart through my eyes. And, uh, he smiled at me. And then he breathed his last breath. And, uh, it was just like that, that moment where he just said, I did this for you, you know. Back in back back then, back in the mid nineties, there was this big thing saying, you know, do uh, you, you know that He's your personal Lord and Saviour? You know, not not just the Lord and Saviour. And and I really did. He really answered that question for me. And I guess at that moment, He really did. um he really did sort of transform me to, to remove my heart of stone and replace it with the heart of flesh. I mean, it was uh, I, I was just filled with his love at that particular time, and and also filled with the Holy Spirit, and it was just a just an incredible moment. And I've never turned never turned back. I've been I've it's been moments where I've uh, life has never been tougher. To be completely honest with you, but I can honestly say that I'm fully alive now, and uh, I, I am so because I walk with him. I love him, and I know that he loves me, and uh, he empowers. Me and equips me to do all that I do.
1: Well, thank you so much, Darren, for sharing your story with us. What a powerful vision you saw, and thanks for sharing that with our listeners. If people want to respond and uh, maybe get in contact with you, uh, the website's uh, fatheringadventures.com.au. Find out about all the uh, father and son adventures, the dad and daughter adventures, and even if people want to just uh, talk to you about your testimony, and what you just shared with us, uh, that's the best way to get in contact with you, hey?
0: Yeah, go to the website. On the website, it, there's my uh, email address and
1: uh, my mobile phone number as well, so it's all there. Yeah. Also see you on Facebook too, so people can track you down. Yeah, people can track you down. Darren <laughs> no Lewis, we, we reckon you're history maker. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to hear this interview again, just go to historymakersradio.com. There you can download interviews, subscribe to the podcast... Make a donation, find out about our YouTube channel, and maybe connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Just go to HistoryMakersRadio.com for more. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ through conversation to the nations of the world. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Matt Prater. Why don't you go and make history? History Makers.